I'm here. It's Glenn here. Hello. Thanks for being with me. I started this podcast because I wanted to try and throw something hopeful or encouraging out there. And if you've been following along with me and finding it worthwhile, could you do me a favour and pass a link on to any characters in your life who may find it worthwhile? You know those characters. Those people just wandering around who I've never met, but maybe I'd like to. Any of them. I'd appreciate that. Cheers. Alright, now let's go. Pieces of something. Pieces of something. Pieces of something. All kinds of pieces of some kind of something. In many ways, my life over the last 20 years has been marked by a pursuit, an attempt to figure out those old human questions. What are we doing here? How should we live? How do we deal with ourselves? How do we best use the brief time we have here to enhance the lives of other people or add something to the world around us, all that stuff. I've buried my head in books at times, spent many a morning or evening wandering along beaches or trails, pondering all this stuff. But for the most part, my journey has been marked by friendship, by my relationships with other people. And maybe In ways, that's one of the oldest human things. People together trying to grow and learn and figure things out. People trying to understand their place in the cosmos and what it means to be human together. Today, my good friend Matt is with me. We've only been friends for a couple of years, but we share a lot of the same interests and have spent time asking a lot of the same questions. So he came over, he hung out, hit record, and I cut it down because I didn't want you to listen to us talking forever. But I hope someone out there finds it valuable. See you soon. Matthew! Glenn! Okay. We're here. Um, we're here. All right. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing well. I have jack-in-the-box hot sauce on my pants. So if you're looking for any sort of expert, <laughs> you've come to the wrong place. Or the right place? Or the right place. Um, you and me have had lots of good conversations over the last what, last year and a half. Um, I'm going to ask you a few questions. I'm ready. Oh, perfect. First question. It's like a quiz. <laughs> First question. What are you looking for? I think I'm going to borrow from someone. You Actually, you'll tell me who this is. I am looking for a life where at the end of it, when I'm on my deathbed, surrounded by all my supermodel wives, 
luxury vehicles and yes, gold bullion. I can say I, I would. I don't know what that is. Gold bullion? No. Gold bullion are the bars. It's non-ferrous metal that has been refined to a high standards of elemental purity. So what's the thing you make soup out of? I have no idea. Is that not a bullion? Po- a pot? No, like bullion. <laughs> no. I didn't. That wasn't in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So shall I continue? You're looking for when you're on your deathbed. I want a life where I can moments before I die I say that was a lot of fun. I would do that a million times over again. Or I'd love to do that again. That's excellent. Yeah. I want a, I want an experience that justifies being alive. Oh, yes. So here's a thought. Victor Frankl, he talked about how what we're ultimately looking for is a sense of meaning. Yeah. Joseph Campbell talked about what we're ultimately looking for is uh, the feeling of being alive. Yes. Where, where, where do you fall on that? Are we looking for meaning? Or are we looking for an the, experience, an experience. Of, being, of being alive? I, I've gone back and forth. I think it depends on our circumstances. I think when I've been in more like privileged, like peaceful times, like where there's less conflict in my life, I feel like I'm like, I'm looking for an experience of being alive. When I've felt like things are difficult or I live in a very difficult world with a lot of pain, I feel like I'm looking for meaning to be like an overcomer. And perhaps that is an experience of being alive. But I think that when I, when I hear the Joseph Campbell quote, I think like adventure and it's like more whimsical fun manifestation when i think of franco i think of like overcoming uh resilience fighting injustice you know like being yeah, like able, he being, came up with that like being courageous i mean he came up with that in concentration camp yeah. right so i think of courage with that both require courage but joseph campbell's i think is a little bit more whimsical and yes um uh, enchanted yeah in my estimation you're a therapist. With hot sauce stains on his pants. Yes. Yeah. From Jack in the Box. And I've never seen evidence that you're a therapist. So you tell me you're a therapist. <laughs> I, I believe you. I, we've talked about this before, where we've talked about how in many ways it seems across the board we're going through some kind of mental health crisis, culturally, Yes. whatever, that seems to be perpetuated by like a deeper crisis of meaning. Yes. That seems to ring true for me. Mm. And I know you've told me in the past that the same for you, that 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 makes sense. Yeah, I think two things are happening at once. In one case, you have the smartest people in the world being employed by the richest companies in the world trying to figure out how to take advantage of our human weaknesses, like impulsivity and immediate gratification and the desire for more and more and more. Mm -hmm. And I think Tristan Harris said, we're always afraid of what happens when AI overpowers human strength. 
And he said, but we've already surpassed the point where AI has overpowered human weakness. Yeah. Where a lot of these social media platforms are just slot machines and they encourage dualistic thinking and tribalistic thinking and the politicization of everything and kind of magnifies and kind of puts steroids on our lower nature. Um, And I think that we have kind of become disconnected because of all the surplus in the modern world. I think we've become disconnected from nature and our work being directly tied to our survival and feeling like we got a good hard day work in where we provide for our family or that sense of meaning that comes with caretaking after our land. You know, I think that like less and less people own homes, less and less people are invested in their communities, less mm-hmm. and less people are getting married, less and less people are having kids, like all these things that bring a healthy sense of responsibility of stewardship. There's just less and less of that. And I, so I think people are lacking meaning because of that. Yep. Makes sense. If you were to take together all the pieces of this, call it a crisis, a mental health crisis perpetuated by a deeper meaning crisis. That's the words we used earlier. If you were to take all the bits and pieces of that, what is it that people really need, that we need, that you need, that I need, that the people that we care about need, that the clients that you work with need? What do we need to like navigate that thing? How do we make our way through it without losing our minds, being at each other's throats, being riddled with anxiety? I've thought about this because sometimes as a therapist, it feels like I see my clients for an hour a week and then I send them off into the broader culture and... That's not to say there aren't other sources of um, things that people do that are really good for them. But, like, I could give you a list of things. I think it'd be really great if everyone just, on the same day, everyone said, okay, ready? One, two, three, yeah. go. And deleted their all, all their social media accounts. I think that would just be great. Um, I think it'd be great if Jack Dorsey just sent out a tweet that said, we tried it. It didn't work out. Yeah. Thanks for the ride. I just deleted Twitter. Um, like all the things I would say are you know, things that I think everyone wants at some level, whether it's community, healthy sense of responsibility, the idea that what they're doing is contributing to the world in some meaningful way, mm-hmm. intimacy, exploration. I think exploration is a big idea that I think people we've kind of left behind. I think for a while, like, because we were so limited in our knowledge of the natural world and we didn't have technology, we couldn't just Google anything as soon as we had a question. There was this always this sense of like, what's in the new land? Like, and this kind of provided hope. Like if we sailed in, you know, to the Americas or even when like space exploration, like what's out there? Yeah. And I feel like there's an existential crisis happening where we're kind of in a world where we feel like it's all known and boring. Everything is already known and figured out. And I feel like the people who I know who delight in staying at the edge of some 
if you have some scientific field of study, they tend to do really well. So I think that exploration can also be like internal. Where did I come from? Why do I behave the way I do? Why am I drawn to certain behaviors or habits? Or So I think as a therapist, I try to inspire a lot of joy in the process of exploration. And I think that that can be really helpful. There's a lot of things I think that would be really helpful for people. You think that curiosity, another way of saying that desire for exploration, right, in itself is a very valuable thing for a person? I think Einstein said it wasn't that he was so brilliant. It was that he never stopped asking childish questions. That's excellent. So he never stopped saying, well, how does this work? Well, why is that happening? Well, if that's true, then what about this? Well, why? Well, why? You know, and he just always stayed on the edge of of mystery yeah. of how things work. And I think it's easy to be cynical and just say, the world's messed up. There's nothing more to explore. Yes. There's nothing out there. And there's something safe about that. And there's something maybe a little... Because you a little hit of pride or arrogance, and that's and that's kind of feeds the unhealthy ego. But I think it's also deeply naive and really unhelpful for someone's mental health. I've talked about that cynicism is the tool of the lazy thinker. Yeah, I've talked about that before. You said that on my podcast, did I? Yeah, interesting. People I love, and you should too. If anyone wants to check it out. <laughs> uh, yeah, the opposite of curiosity or that desire for exploration is that the narrowing of everything, right? Yeah. Like, I know it's going to happen. Nothing to see here. Right. Might as well stay in bed. Rigid thinking yeah. is like one of the hallmarks of someone who's mentally unwell and very prone to conflict. So it's kind of a rigidity of thought, just a narrowing of ideas and a narrowing of what's true, how to interpret things. I mean, it's dualistic thinking and binary, this or that. Yeah. Yeah. Can I get real dramatic? Of course. I wouldn't have it any other way. Okay, stretch my legs, first of all. Oh, my goodness. Feel it. Um, I've lost feeling in my right leg. Let's pretend these were your your last words. Hmm. (laughs) This was your ending. Um, what, what, What is it that you would want to say to people in your life, people who you've shared part of your journey with over the years, people who have sat in your office at times, like, what what would you want to say to them? What words? This, this answer will probably change throughout my life. Of course, and so it's you. But currently, what is, what feels so pressing to me is the identification of where fear is guiding people's lives and the importance of being courageous. And I think that there's a lot of words that seem almost outdated to us and cheesy that I think are very, very important. But I think that I'm observing fear hold people back from making decisions that are so important for their kind of evolution and development. Mm-hmm. I love a quote that said, everything you've ever wanted is on the other side of fear. And then I was just reading a quote from um, 
Winston Churchill who said that courage is the value of values. It's the value that makes every other value possible. It's good. Um, so I think I would say something like be strong and courageous. You know, like I think that sometimes if I can, if I can view my struggles in life as a sort of worthy adversary or as sort of an opponent or as sort of a something that's trying to keep me down there's something within me that wants to like fight and maybe it's a competitiveness that not every person has um but for me if viewing you know my hang-ups insecurities states of depression as a as an opponent of sorts that I'm wanting to overcome, wanting to, and that, like, that's the, that's the part of every good story, right? The hero overcomes something yeah, and learns something from it, gains something from it, brings back treasure for his community. That's the hero's journey. And so I think right now it would to be, be strong and courageous, particularly, I mean, in this culture with just anxiety rates are through the roof. What if something bad happens? What if this happens? What if they think this of me? And to be able to like stand tall in the midst of that and say, like, I'm going to get through this, I think is really, really important. But that answer, again, like I said, might change throughout my life. Good. <laughs> it's the way it should be. Excellent. I guess that'll do us. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>